It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The FCB Radio Network, where real talk lives. Hey yo, welcome to Necessary Roughness. This is Eric E. Will Williams alongside Christy Maggard. Hey hey. And Darvio the Kingpin Morrow from the Outlaws Radio Show. Was happy. Man, that was deep. Deep. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> <laughs> Oh so, boy! So stupid. This is where we're going already. Yeah. Nah, yeah. <laughs> this is what I'm working with, people. Yes. Yeah. She puts up with a lot. <laughs> yes. Shout absolutely. out to Christy. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. She is the superstar of the show. That is true. We know this. You guys are gonna have to Speaking of Christy, how was your week? Yeah. Um, it was okay. It was super busy, but it was okay. We had this. Um, so, so my husband and I moved this last summer, and we had this how this party that we inherited from with all our neighbors and it's called all eight of Fest. them yeah <laughs> actually wait did they show up in buggies <laughs> no not those neighbors man i was really hoping you could have had like a picture with the buggy in your driveway buggy with some I, rims it's entirely possible i got spinners my- on my toaster <laughs> So, oh my gosh, so that's hilarious. Anyway, your my neighbor party. across the street does have a hitching post for his Amish friend. So um, yes. it's totally possible. But um, so we had a party <laughs> and that was a lot of fun. That was the first time that I got to like adult in a, in a long time. Although, what, what happened at said party? Oh, it's called Wing Fest and everybody, it's like a potluck style just the easiest party I've ever thrown in my life. And everybody just comes over to our garage and we just sit down and eat and drink and eat, eat wings. I assume. Um, not always as I've come to find out, this is my husband and I's first party with this party. And, uh, they, they pick a different, (laughs) Hey, leave me alone. They, they pick a different like main course, like every year, I guess. And it's not usually wings, but we did do wings this year. So then where does the name wing fest come from? I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, (laughs) but they, they like have, is it sponsored by Red, by Red Bull? Like, what is what's going on? <laughs> no, I don't know. They just, I guess, I don't know. And they just named it that. I don't know. But they also have a beer fest, and that's in the fall. I'm down. Is that one at your house, too? No, it's not. Damn. It's at somebody else's house. But Can I come? I don't know. I'll ask. Woohoo! I'm down for beer. <laughs> just tell them your celebrity friends are coming. Okay. And don't worry, there won't be any drinking and buggying. <laughs> 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 oh 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, we did talk a lot about sports, and I got into it with one of my neighbors about the, May- the Mayfield pick. So, Ooh. yeah, we were going head to head. He's a Michigan fan, too. So, you know. I'll just throw them all in the trash. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty so, much. Sorry, neighbor. No, no McChicken fans he, this he's way. He's moving. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. Let me guess. He's going to McChicken? <laughs> no. McChicken. <laughs> McChicken. No, they're moving closer into town. So. Oh, they're going way. back to civilization. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, they still have acreage, so it's, but it's a long story. Wait, anyway, what town? <laughs> Ashland is the city. That is a city, kind of. <laughs> no, it is. They have a D two university in Ashland. Yeah, it's it's a big, it's a city kind it, of. It it's counts. A, it's a kind big of city. A little bit, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not Cincinnati, but yeah, you know. we don't want the nasty natty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Cincinnati. I don't know who gets a worse rap, Toledo or Cincinnati. You know what? I really wish CJ Cobb was here for that one. Yes, oh, he was. Yes. He was actually. He was actually. I can tell you this. I talked to him on the phone. Uh, he misses everybody. He was actually scheduled to come in today, uh-huh. but um, he's wrapping up school projects and stuff, so he had to to get that done. But he will be he will be back soon. Education. Make is sure you important. go check out his uh, farmersonly dot com. <laughs> if you guys listen to our episode and his Christian mingle, Christian mingle uh, farmers only is better. <laughs> that is true. That is true. So Darvio, how was your week? Oh, I had an interesting week. So. Uh, I told this story on my uh, political show, Views from the 216, that you can get along with this show on the brand new FCBradio.com app for iPhone and Android. Um, So I really hate you for taking that plug from me. (laughs) I was so going to do that. You know, I'm always ready for the uh, for the cheap plugs right there. Shameless. (laughs) So somebody's got to do it. So we all went out. I went out with. Uh, my co-host from Views, Ashley, and her boyfriend and our mutual friend who was in town uh, met the outlaws down at a club. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to the Park Social Lounge, just ran by a mutual friend of myself and Ashley. Uh, shout out to Free. And good luck, or good looking for not making me uh, not come in. Yeah, that was cold. Yeah, they wasn't gonna let uh, E in for a second because he had on Timberland boots, so. We had to get our homeboy and make sure he got in. So, And I never get cold. Darvio can tell you this. Yes. I was freezing. I didn't know it was possible for Caucasians to get cold. But <laughs> Boy, I was white that night. It is. It is. So, so we, uh, we're in VIP and we're having some libations. We were. With a very expensive bill that we found out at the, oh end, of the, at the end of the night, by the way. Christy, I'll tell you the exact amount off air oh my Uh, it's gonna make your eyes explode but uh so we had fun um but here's the thing i uh met up with uh ashley and and myself our mutual friend and we were responsible we caught an uber down there very good from ashley's house i like hearing that Mm -hmm. so we caught the uber back but the my homeboy was a little um under the weather so to speak by the time we got back. Man. Are we talking about, you know, yes, I've never seen him that intoxicated <laughs> at all. He was eyes uh, droopy. He was lit. So that's an understatement. I, it's like, I don't know, like three something at this point. Um, we're, we're all kind of buzzing, you know, 
Uh, Ashley's boyfriend makes us turkey sandwiches. <laughs> That's a good boy. Which were really, really good, yes, by the way. That is delicious. Maybe I shouldn't have left early. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. That yeah, was those, your first those sandwiches was those sandwiches was banging. I by was the way. going to get my own sandwich. <laughs> oh. So the problem though is that I had somewhere to be early in the morning. And my car is at my house. Mm-hmm. And the guy that I rode there with is passed out asleep oh, no. on the couch. So we ended up being stuck there because eventually I fell asleep. Right. Ashley and her boyfriend fell asleep. Yeah, it was all. It was like the uh, the trials of drinking while old because everybody <laughs> in the room is over thirty and we all got drunk and fell asleep. Yeah, that sounds right. That's usually what happens yeah. when over thirty people get drunk. drunk. You fall asleep. Yeah. So woke up at six o'clock in the morning. Like, oh wait a minute, where the <laughs> Hell am I? At? Oh my god! We we had we fell asleep watching The Matrix, and next thing I know, everybody is all passed out. Yeah. So I'm looking at the watch. I'm like, yo, I gotta go. Like, you know, I have somewhere to be in like two hours. Oh no! And I haven't been home. So I'm like, yo, I gotta go. I wake my homeboy up, and he's like, uh, you ready? Like, yes, yeah, yes, I'm yes. ready. It's time to go. Yes. And so I ended up being there on time, but I was on like an hour and a half of legitimate sleep. Oh my gosh. But it was a fun weekend. Well, there is that. And you came away with a story. Yes. So. That's that's what life is about, sure. is making stories. And we make plenty of them here at the <laughs> FCB Radio Network. Indeed, we do. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, uh, my, my week was alright, since you know nobody asked. <clears throat> um, <laughs> we just got done with finding out what happened to Darvio. Sorry. Right, and you yeah. were with me for, for part of that night. Yeah. Eric, oh. how was your week? Oh, thank you. You're I feel welcome. so lovely. They feel special now. <laughs> Yay. Uh, you know, I had a four-day weekend, and I was very disappointed. Wound up not even doing anything Friday Fancy. night. Fancy. Uh, so I just kind of just chilled at home, relaxed, stayed up kind of late. Look at me. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then Saturday, you know, Saturday was fun. Went out with some coworkers uh, before meeting up with uh, some of those people that Darvio spoke about. Uh, we went to a place called Hofbra House. It's yep. like a German bar slash oh, yeah, restaurant. I saw you were there. How yeah. was that? Man, it was great. It was so fun. Uh, you could buy the liter of beer. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty good. Had I, I went pretty simple just because I didn't want to get too crazy with the food. I just did like the pierogies and sausage. Mm-hmm. So that was good. Um, they have a thing called a Shotsky. Mm-hmm. For anybody who doesn't know, Darvio, did I explain this to you already? I don't think so, no. Do you know what it is, Christy? I don't think so. Okay, so a Shotsky... So the the second half of that the ski think of actually like a winter like ski okay. it, it's a it's a long ski mm-hmm. or a normal size ski whatever oh with shots and they on have it. the shot glasses like bolted into the ski wow. and so there was four of them on this specific shot ski and uh, you can they have a list of what shots can be in it but you can't mix and match it's got to be all the same kind mm. and then so you you they have these high benches that you're sitting on. Like I'm only five foot six, so I'm short, especially for a man. And so like my feet are dangling. (laughs) So that tells you how high these, these seats are maybe to me at least. Mm -hmm. So everybody, (laughs) everybody's got to stand up on the bench. They hand over the ski and then you kind of like everybody puts their mouth on their shot glass, and then you tilt up all at the same time and take take a shot shot all at the same same time. time. It's pretty cool. That's Mm -hmm. fun. 
Then they had uh, like one of those long lines. Like I, I don't even know what song it was. It came on and everybody's you know dancing through the hall with their hands on everybody's shoulders. There's a long line. Like a conga line? Yeah, that's what it was. Conga yeah, line. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Look that, at me. I came up with a word. That's the song. <laughs> Tom Lingo for you. <laughs> that was oh funny. Uh, but the, yeah, it was a good time. And then afterwards, you know, we met up with Darvio. Uh, froze my butt off outside. Uh, you weren't good, out that long. It wasn't that long. Do I got to pull the, the, the time frames? It wasn't. I was that out there long. for at least 10, 15 minutes. It was like 10 minutes. It's not that long. Exactly. When it's like 30 something degrees outside with no jacket. And well, why didn't you wear a jacket? That? Exactly. Thank you, Christy. See what happened was. Exactly. But you know what? Speaking of restaurants, really quick, um, friends of mine, uh, Tom and Jamie Berna, they have. Shout this, out. Yeah. They have this amazing restaurant. Um, it's called Coco Bella Coco Grill. Bella. Yeah. Super excited about that and super excited for them. They had to go through kind of like this weird process of taking over to ownership it, yeah. of the restaurant, but then they kind of like did a reopening. And so they're still kind of getting their feet wet. That's in Brexville, right? Mm-hmm. It's on, was it Mill Road, I think? I don't remember the exact. I'm sorry, I, uh, Jamie. I know. We're going to get that info and we'll uh, we'll make sure to Put properly plug yes. when we come back. I will on my Facebook page too. Um, but anyway, yeah, Super X, they have, they have great food and huge portions at really reasonable prices too. Like they have every their menu up and everything like that. So I haven't had a chance to go check it out, but I will be there. If you're in the area, be sure to check them out and tell Jamie that Christy sent you, and she will take care of you. I promise. She'll yeah. know. She'll know what it's. About. Oh yeah, it's okay. absolutely. It's fine. <laughs> so anyway, sorry. I had so, to plug that. I'm super excited. Oh yeah, that. yeah. I know. Yeah, that's my homie too. So yeah, shout out, shout out to Coco Belly well, Girl. Speaking yeah. of being super excited, this past weekend, yeah, we had uh, we witnessed the NFL draft. 2018 NFL draft. Sure did. Where there's 32 teams, all of which hope that they improved their chances of getting to the Super Bowl next season, 2019. Uh, We all know that the Cleveland Browns held the number one and the number four picks. The Giants had the second. Because they sucked. Uh, The Jets had the third. Um, We'll just call out the top ten. Then five Broncos, six Colts, seven Bills, eight Bears, 49ers at nine, and the Cardinals at ten. So... You look at the first, let me see, six picks, there were no trades. So it went how it was supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Now, earlier in the day on Thursday, the day of the first round, there were a lot of rumors that had come out um, that the Cleveland Browns were going to take Baker Mayfield number one overall. And we talked about this last week. Yep. So, you know, I said that I thought it was going to be a smoke screen. There was no way they were going to take him. They were trying to bait the Jets to jump up from three to one to take Baker Mayfield and try to fleece them out of some picks. But lo and behold, come, you know, 8 o'clock, 8, 10, 8, 15, whatever time the time actually was when they made the pick, Darvio called it. Uh, the Browns actually did. Draft I did Baker Mayfield number one overall. Yep. I was. Surprised, I said that not on. Surprised. I said that on these airwaves. <laughs> did you hear? Did you watch the first round? No. Yes. Did you? Yeah, I watched it. Okay, so did you hear all of the like groaning? Or I was like, actually. Whoa. I was actually out, so I couldn't hear it. I could just see it. So, um, but when I went back and like watched it on YouTube, I heard that it was a lot of people that were like shocked. Yeah. Like if you looked at it, they're at uh, the stadium down there and I, and that, you know what I hated? So they were at the Dallas Cowboys stadium and they kept calling it the, uh, uh, what America something. No, you know how they call, um, the Taj Mahal. 
They were calling the, the Jones Mahal. Oh. Like Jerry Jones. I'm that's like, so that's corny. so stupid. That is, that's corny. But anyways, if you looked at the reaction there, like everybody was like, whoa. And then when they panned to the Cleveland Browns here in Cleveland, the draft watch party, it was such mixed reaction. It was nuts. Like yeah. some people were cheering. Some people were like, what? Hands on their head. Like what just happened? Did the Browns just out-Browns themselves? Like, there's a lot of people that I know that really hate this pick with a passion. Yes, a lot. My news feed on Facebook blew up. It it was insane. And I thought, I genuinely thought, and nobody's going to believe me when I say this, I genuinely thought I was original in calling him Johnny Manziel 2.0, but that is not at all original. Uh, Yeah, a lot of people say that. I don't think that's particularly fair. I don't think it's fair either. Oh, and I'm not, and I've never even been a Mayfield fan, but you know what? We're going to come back to that topic when we come back from break. We'll be back here on Necessary Roughness. Yo, this is the Kingpin. Jessica Lavish. And Eric E. Will Williams. From the Outlaws Radio Show. Telling y'all to make sure that you go download the brand new FCBRadio.com app for Android and iPhone. It's free. You get to hear the Outlaws Radio Show. You get to hear the dopest entertainment segment in the world called... Lifestyles of the Rich and Lavish. And you get to hear the dopest sports show on... On the planet called Necessary Roughness Radio. And of course, views from the 216, the hottest political show around, along with the other hottest political show around, the Todd Allen Show, and all of our other programs and our radio station, Vibe by FCB. So make sure that you go check that out. It's free, y'all. So you ain't got no reason not to get it. No excuses. FCBRadio.com. Hey, yo, welcome back to Necessary Roughness. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter at NRCLE and on Facebook at Necessary Roughness Radio. Also, make sure you download the new FCBRadio.com app where you can find all of the podcasts and radio shows here on FCB Radio and the the Vibe, which is a 80s and 90s hip-hop station. That's right. Mm-hmm. Make sure you also check us out on iHeart, iTunes, and Spotify. And you know it. Yes. We're yes, doing big yes. things over here. That's yeah, right. Yes, sir. But yeah, speaking about doing big things, the Browns took Baker Mayfield number one overall, as we were saying in the last segment. Before they the sure break. did. Yeah, they sure did. Well, as I can't I say big things because he's short. Um, sorry. <laughs> You've been waiting all your life to call someone else short, haven't you? Yeah. He's taller than me. <laughs> he's short for a quarterback in the NFL. There, I'll rephrase it. Is that yeah. better? Yeah, professional I was just player. in the last segment talking about my feet dangling. So. Off the bar stools. <laughs> so, so, I mean, come on now. Were you just swinging them like a little kid? I bored? get so excited when I'm at work. For those of you that don't know, where I work at involves me IDing people. Right. And when I see a guy shorter than me, I just automatically ID him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's like five foot three. What's like, he going to do? Awesome. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's the little things in life. Real story. I did. I see ID. what you did there. <laughs> I hate you right now. 
It's the small things that count. As, as many times as we get Christy, like she's entitled one or two. Thanks. Because <laughs> we make fun of Christy all the Bro, time. Pretty much relentlessly, but that's really okay. I, I have two <laughs> other brothers, so with... I'm like preconditioned to. You're ready for it. Yeah. That comes with the territory of being the superstar of the show. There you go. You have well, all. You have more attention than everybody yep. else. No, I was just going to say just working with guys, but that's just the way it is. So. <laughs> that's totally fine. All right, so obviously we know. Let's start with Darvio. Your thoughts on them taking Baker Mayfield number one overall? Uh, I like it. Obviously, I was the one who predicted it. But um, and I'll say, like, there's a couple of reasons why I like it. Um, obviously, I like Baker Mayfield as a quarterback. Um, but I think the thing that I like the most about it is what it says about the direction that the Browns are going in. That they. One of the reasons why I predicted Baker Mayfield is because he's similar in some ways to Tyrod Taylor. To Johnny Manziel. That Negative. is not true. That's not fair. Negative. But he's similar in many ways to Tyrod Taylor in his style, his stature, and so on. Now, that gives me great hope as a Browns fan because it means that they're finally doing something smart for once and not building the team around one type of quarterback just to get another quarterback who's completely different from the quarterback they just had. So that's one of the reasons why I was encouraged about them picking Baker Mayfield because you can almost do like a plug-and-play type scenario if need be because of the fact that their styles are so similar. I do hope they don't rush him. I hope because I'm a big believer in Tyrod Taylor. I don't think you have to rush him. If they rush him, they will ruin him. Right. Hashtag Kaiser. (laughs) Right. I'm hoping that they will let him sit let Tyrod Taylor play and go from there. But I think Baker Mayfield has the potential to be really, really good in this league. And I like, you know this, we have this debate all the time. I like the fact that he has a chip on his shoulder. That he has swag. <laughs> oh, geez. You're so weird. I like the fact that he has a chip on his shoulder. Like That doesn't bother me at all because it's going to take someone to have that kind of chip on their shoulder to be able to to carry the weight of this sucky, sucky football team and the history of this sucky, sucky football team. So I like it, obviously. Christy, your thoughts? Um, well, I, I, I don't think I said it. I think I knew that they were going to take Baker Mayfield, but um, just because that's just what the Browns do. It's expected. <laughs> it's just – it is what it is. Um, but I don't like it for multiple reasons. First of all, um, in my opinion – and I thought I was the only one to say this, but I didn't trademark it, so now everybody's using it. Now I look like I'm just following the bandwagon. But in my opinion, he is Johnny Manziel 2.0. He's <laughs> going to end up – Getting himself in a situation with his attitude that I don't like. It's it's all about the attitude. He Johnny Manziel had a chip on his shoulder or funky attitude or whatever you want to call it. He was a party boy and he was reckless and he's an idiot. And I see those exact same characteristics in Baker Mayfield. And, and to follow that up, since he's already been in trouble with the law, and he can't, if he can't outrun a beat cop, I mean, how is he going to survive? Well, we don't know what I that mean, beat cop used to a, do before he like was I a said, beat cop. Can guy. we draft that beat cop as right. the next yeah, linebacker? He could, yeah, he, he could be the truth. You know, you never know. That would know. be awesome. But um, at any rate, and then the other thing of it is, is I think, I don't, 
I don't think he wants to play here. I think he's too cocky. I think he thinks that he is too good to play for the Browns. And you know what happens when that happens? He's just going to end up leaving, going somewhere else. I completely, I completely disagree. Where do you get that from? When he was the one that came out and said that he thinks that if anybody in this draft class could turn around the Browns, it was him. I think he's cocky enough to want to be right the guy to turn it over. He wanted to guarantee that he was picked number one in the draft. I don't think that's the only reason why. Why he would say something? I don't think that's the only reason. I and, totally, I, and I just sat here in the last I totally said I'm not even yeah. a Baker Mayfield fan. A guy that has the gall to do that flag nonsense in college, he's absolutely going to do that. And then he won the Heisman. Now he's got the number one draft pick. He abs- That's absolutely his but mindset. What, what be- if and you're, that's not what. But if you're an know, eagle guy. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. I also want to know where you get that he's a party boy like Manziel. He went out, he got in trouble one time, okay? He was what, 18, 19? What 18, 19, 20 year old, whatever age he was, maybe even if he was 21, Whew, I was college a damn student, fool. doesn't do something <laughs> student or stupid at that age. Yeah, but if they do, they're not belligerent and get arrested and try and run I away was, and get tackled by the cops. You ain't seen some right. of the people I used to kick it with. Right. <laughs> you ain't seen some of the people in I'm this just room. Saying, you guys, you guys were saying what college student doesn't, and I'm saying a lot. Probably most of them at some point. In right, time. but you also got to figure. And let me I, put it in this light. I also don't see that getting any better coming to Cleveland and making. If he wasn't such a making. polarizing athlete, do you think that that would have gotten as much media attention as it did? Of course not. Probably. Probably not. No. Oh. I guarantee not. there's athletes that are on his team, on any college team, that aren't getting their their arrest histories or whatever put out there because they're not as a notable name as a Baker Mayfield that is or what a I Sam say, Darnold or a Josh Rosen. That is what I say all mm. the time. Oh, if, if you're a quarterback, it's gonna it's gonna get out. Period. Point I, blank. If I you're in that you're, position, it doesn't matter what team you play for, it's gonna come out. Now, maybe like some old, some like O line, some linemen, some you know like special teams players. Yeah, you're you're probably right. They're not gonna get the recognition. But if you are a quarterback, if you are a spotlight position, yes, yes, it's gonna come out. Even Heisman Trophy or not, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter your name. It'll come out and well, it'll be in the media. In regards but. to Baker May- Mayfield, I disagree with your whole assessment. Of course. The only thing that I think that him and Manziel have in common are the fact they're both short and white. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Baker Mayfield is more of a uh, football player a than Johnny Manziel could yeah. ever dream to be. So then in college, in college, because we all know that it's a different environment entirely. But in that's the NFL. for everybody, though. Right. Right. The whole thing is a crapshoot. Right. Hold on. So I, I think that, you know, when you look, even when you look at college stats, their, their their stats aren't similar. If you look at it, Baker Mayfield, he has every right to have a chip on his shoulder. And you know, and it's crazy to hear me saying all this because I was never on the Baker Mayfield train. Like I wasn't one of those people that wanted us to draft him at all. So he, you know, the stats weren't the same. He actually came out, he balled out. You know, Manzel, all right, he did his thing, but he didn't actually care about football the way Baker Mayfield does. He has a chip on his shoulder. You don't go from going from one college to a second college as a walk-on, then come in, take over as a starting quarterback, Absolutely. and win a Heisman, and then become a number one overall pick for if no you reason. you don't care about football. Like, like he yeah. had to work his tail off. Like, we'll see. Yeah, am I skeptical about the choice? I'm very skeptical. But... And, and, you know, we even said this even before our pre-draft preview last week that we thought that if they were going to take a quarterback that would emulate 
uh, Tyrod Taylor, it would either be Baker Mayfield or Lamar Jackson. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it wound up being Baker, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. Yep. Now, I do agree with Darvio in the sense that I really hope and pray that they make, make. Not, not just say it, but actually make him sit Flip for one full year. season. Yeah. Yep. For those people that aren't, for some reason, there's a lot of Browns fans that don't understand this. We technically, They're calling for him to start already. Hold on. Technically, we only have Tyrod Fair. Taylor under contract for one season. They don't, for some reason, understand that when the Bills traded him to Cleveland and it voided the last few years on his contract. So the Browns only have Tyrod Taylor under contract for one year. Let Baker Mayfield sit behind him and Drew Stanton for the year. Then let him take over next year. If Tyrod Taylor balls out, then you could feasibly re-sign him on another one-year contract. Then you have a good one- or two-year contract, and then you have a good problem on your hands. You have two quarterbacks that, that are capable to start. Right. You could potentially use Tyrod which, Taylor as trade bait or something. Which would be like the first time in ever. Ever. That is, like Browns you know history. I don't care. Give it to me, please, Paul. Yeah, no, they I, don't need I to. Would. Yeah, they, yeah, they should not start him immediately. And, yeah, I totally disagree. I view... Uh, his ego as actually something that could that could benefit him in this type of situation. This, when you are playing for a team and you're going to eventually be the leader of a team that has been as bad as the Cleveland Browns, you cannot. You have to have the ego big enough to say, I can be the guy to turn this thing around because that pressure we have seen it. That pressure of playing on the Cleveland Browns eats people alive it tears them apart you gotta be like yo i can do this and i'm the only one that can do this and also another reason why i disagree with your assessment there was a widespread belief i mean amongst the pundits amongst you know everybody thought that the browns were taking sam darnold from us all the way on up to the talking heads on ESPN. i just hoped they from would. y'all i didn't think they no. would but i hoped they would so the, one of the things that I read was that one of the reasons why they swayed away from Darnold to Mayfield was actually when it came to the whiteboard, like play, you know, when they were going through plays with them. Mm-hmm. Mayfield was a lot quicker and better at play recollection and reading the defenses and what should be done in each situation than Sam Darnold was. Yep. And that was one of the deciding factors and why they went with him over Darnold. And boy, let me tell you. I, you know what? Sorry, Sam Darnold, but the look on his face when they called Baker Mayfield's name, he had a brown tie on and everything. He was waiting. He just knew he was going number one, uh, and then it didn't happen. <laughs> so sorry. So sorry. Yeah, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. <laughs> well, we anyway, gotta... listen, this is, this is all I want to say. You guys can get mad at me because you always do. I'm totally used to it, and everybody always <laughs> disagrees with me, and that's fine. It's not to say that I don't hope that I'm wrong. I hope that you're right. I just don't see it. So if you if this is what you think, Baker Mayfield... Show me. I don't I don't do numbers. I don't do whiteboard nonsense because it doesn't correlate to the field. We have seen this a million times. Tom Brady should not be Tom freaking Brady by the numbers. And here we are. So I mean it's I just show me. Like if that's if he's gonna do what he says he's gonna do, then sh- then show me. Well well, you know, time will tell. 
So she, she's making the Manziel comparisons. Do you want him to make the money signs show you? I, I just, in, <laughs> I would love in that. four years, I think they're going to be sitting side by side, swinging their feet on the bar stools, you know, going, it could have been me, could have been me. Oh, but here we go so with wrong. the swinging of the feet we'll again. See. We got to go to break. We'll be back here on Necessary Roughness. This is Jessica Lavish with The Outlaws. We know that racism still exists in our country, but what about slavery? Human trafficking, a form of modern day slavery, is where people profit from the control and exploitation of others by means of force fraud and coercion tragically no country community or individual is immune from the vast injustice human trafficking is driven by demand instead of contributing to the problem we can be part of the solution if we eliminate the demand we eliminate human trafficking for more information follow hashtag demand no more Hey, yo, welcome back to Necessary Roughness. Once again, this is Eric E. Will Williams alongside Christy Maggard. Hey, hey. And Darvio the Kingpin Morrow from the Outlaws Radio Show. Yes, sir. So before the break, we were talking about some of the stuff that happened in the first round. Well, actually, all we talked about was Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. (laughs) Really quick, I actually want to send a shout out to my buddy Bruce, who is probably the most diehard fan of the Green Bay Packers that I know. Like you walk into his house, you know, that's where Darvio and I were at for the Super Bowl party that yep. we went to. And he, it's like a shrine of Green Bay Packers stuff in his house. Sure is. Shout out to him, too. He's real. Uh, he was real hospitable. Oh, he's First a, time I met him. So he was real, real dope, too. He's always been a great host. I love him. He, he's a weird guy. I love him. But <laughs> but he still aren't owes we me. All, we, we all? You know what? We're, we're just a supposed bit. to be going to Ponderosa. For those of you that don't know, that's a restaurant that is almost nowhere in Northeast Ohio. I was going to say, are those even still open? There is. Right. There's one in Warren, Ohio, apparently. Oh. And we made a bet like two seasons ago when the Falcons beat the Packers. In the NFC Championship, the year that uh, TB12 and those damn Patriots beat them in the Super Bowl. Tier, tier. We, don't, we don't talk about these things. But anyways, uh, there was something from the first round that actually even, and I'm not doing this just because of Bruce, um, I, I really thought that the Packers did a, a couple good things. Actually, in the first and second round. First, they had the number 14 pick, and they actually traded with the Saints. They traded down from number 14 to number 17. Or, my bad, number 14 to number 27. Um, and they received a 2019 first round pick and a fifth round pick in 2018. So it was like, all right, cool. They just got a, another first round pick for next year. So that's great. Then, you know, I, and I'm calling Bruce. I'm like, yo, what's going on? They should have taken Tremaine Edmonds there. Like, they need defensive help or Derwin James at safety, whatever they could have done. But, anyways, so then we're on the phone and I was like, whoa, they just traded back up. And so they traded back up from 27 to 18. And they gave up a third and sixth round pick. Um, they also got a seventh round pick in return. But they did so, and I'm, I may butcher his name, but uh, J.R. Alexander. He's a corner from Louisville. Then in the second round, they turned around and they took Josh Jackson, Iowa cornerback. Those were two of the bigger and better names on the cornerback you know, draftees coming out. Mm-hmm. So shout out to them. They needed defensive help, and in their first two picks, they were able to stock up on some um, potentially good DBs to help them out in their secondary. And some good future draft picks. So that's Yeah, and that 2019 first-round pick, you know, that might yeah. be gold. Who knows? Who, who knows? We'll see. But that's going to conclude um, our talk of the some of the first round of the draft, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> We're going to go ahead and send this on over to the superstar of the show, Christy Maggard, for The Rundown. Oh. Let's get it. Well, thank you. Um, speaking of the draft, uh, a former Ohio State quarterback, JT Barrett, went undrafted in the 2018 draft, but reportedly signed a three-year contract with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Drew Brees' backup position is open since the Saints let Chase Daniel go to free agency. After original original reports had stated that JT Parrott was going Barrett, I said Parrott, <laughs> JT Barrett was going to sign with the Indianapolis Colts. Hmm. Then he for some reason flip-flopped and it came out that he was signing with the Saints. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know why he did that, but um good for him. I'm glad that he ended up somewhere. So, um hopefully he can uh, work his way onto that roster and, and do well there. Um, also, lots of draft news, unfortunately. Um, according to Jack Mills, Baker Mayfield's agent, the New England Patriots would have traded up to the number two pick if he was still available. And also the New York Jets reported that they had planned to take him at three. Uh, quote, when he visited the Jets, they pretty much said, you're our guy if you're there, Mills said. So for everybody that thought that he would be still available at number four if the Browns didn't pick him, that wouldn't so have yeah, that, so. You know what? And that surprised me. First of all, the Patriots surprised me in general because, as you all know, the Patriots normally don't keep their first-round picks. They usually trade out. Mm. And they had two first-round picks, and they kept both of them taking an offensive lineman. And then the one that surprised me was – uh, when they drafted Sony Michelle with their second pick in the first round, that was like whoa. Uh, so to think that they were actually going to be on the opposite end of that to trade up to get at that point, what most would assume would be Tom Brady's successor, successor at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just to me that's a little controversial, especially after uh, Tom Brady was asked recently on if he felt uh, what was it um, loyalty oh, from mm-hmm. the Patriots, and mm-hmm. he pled the fifth. Oh, Oh, I didn't didn't see that. Yes. Harsh. Well, on the pettiness scale, Ben uh, Rapisberger, I'm sorry, Rothisberger, excuse me. (laughs) Damn, son. uh, Getting petty after the Squealers selected, uh, excuse me, I'm just having a really hard time today. The Steelers selected Mason Rudolph as the 76th overall pick. Big Ben toyed with retirement after the 2016 season, but since then has committed to the 2018 season with two more years on his contract. But he claims now that this pick has come out that he has three to five years left in him. So he wants to be a QB of the Steelers into his 40s. So he fancies himself Brett Favre, does he? I think that's just because he feels threatened by his job now. Of course. I I totally agree. I totally agree. Because uh, two years would be a perfect amount of time for Rudolph to get – like into the integrated into he's the got similar size like he's like i think it's either six four two thirty five or six five two thirty and so he's got similar size to yeah. Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think the organization might even be sending a message to him in the sense that all right we just drafted mason rudolph this year and last year we drafted Josh Dobbs. So yeah. they've drafted a quarterback two years in a row. So it's like, all right, you need to get it together. Yeah, Roethlisberger just turned 36 in March. So they're kind of like, 
having a midlife crisis and trading up for a younger model, but, you know, whatever. Uh, congrats to Shaquem Griffin, the one-handed linebacker who landed a draft pick by the Seattle Seahawks. Griffin, 22, will be joining his twin brother who already plays for the Seahawks. I think I covered this in the rundown a few months ago that he was one of the first um, players, with one-handed players, to uh, participate in the Combine. So that was really cool. Congratulations to him. That is super exciting. That was like usually feel good stories don't come out of the draft, and that was like the greatest feel good story that I could think of in the amazing. past few years. It was amazing. He definitely cried. He said he was going to if he got drafted that he would cry, and he did, and it's awesome. I and would, he's already inspiring. I'm so sorry, I didn't mean it after you, but he's already inspiring other athletes. A cheerleader and a soccer player who both have one arm um, are to- totally talking about him on social media that he's their favorite player and they're now fans of the wow. Seahawks. Yeah, super. I mean, cool. shout out to him, man. You know, he's had to work through so much to get to this point absolutely and you know and i can't imagine the thought of being able to play with your brother oh yeah in in the nfl like that's great that's yeah that's amazing so congrats to him and then nick strom so our first non-draft related story uh football coach at camden catholic high school in new jersey has been fired reportedly because he had too many black players on his team over the last four years, Strom, 30, went 34-6 and six, um, for the high school. The school denies race was an issue, despite Strom stating every year with the incoming class, freshman class, he'd be asked if they were white or black. Strom, who is white, said that race ratio came up 10 to 20 times over uh, his tenure there um, with the school. So they were make, kind of making wow. up... Yeah, excuses as to what it was. They had stated that uh, something about his dress code violation. So basically, he didn't wear a tie. And then he got disrespectful to the principal. Um, he showed up with a hangnail. The president. Yeah, the president when confronted about his dress code issues. So that's... It's just that's, outrageous. Just... Uh, what the wait, hell? So wait, 34 and 6... Right, in four and years. He got in fired. four in years. In four years. And he got fired. Like, his job is to win football games. Like, So what does it matter if the players are white or black? Exactly. <laughs> like, no offense. It, I don't. This may sound bad, but honestly, how many white, good white football players do we see? A.J. <laughs> Hawk and Tom Brady. <laughs> right, like. Right, I was about to say, the, the, the good white football players that aren't on the Patriots. <laughs> like, this, this is coming from the white man in the room, like, legit. Like, you all, if you look at the ratio, it, it, I'm sure the ratio is. It better be a quarterback. That's all I got to say. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that just opened a whole other Pandora's box. <laughs> a whole other can of worms right there. Yeah. But, yeah, I but mean. that's it, though. Like, honestly. It's, out, I mean, it's outrageous. It's absolutely outrageous. Where is this school outrageous. located at? New Jersey. New Jersey. Well, is is man, is there a lot of white people out there? I've never been to Jersey. I don't know. He um, Strom said that his ratio is pretty like fifty fifty. It's pretty fifty fifty with like minorities because it's not. He didn't say all black. He said it's half like, black. half. Yeah. So why are they tripping? I mean, Athlete. like you said, Darvio, he he gets paid to come and win football games. That's his job. So it shouldn't matter if the players are white. Pink, polka dot, black, Puerto Rican, if they, Asian, if Samoan, they can, whatever, what, what Scooby-Doo-in, like, <laughs> Scooby-Doo-in. What should matter is can they play? 
That's yeah. that his job. You know what? Give is him to win Air Bud and let him win games for all I care. <laughs> right. <laughs> he went Air Bud. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, this is just insane. It's it's amazing that in 2018. What school is we this? Still have name this again? Stuff. It is Camden Catholic High School. In shame on you, Camden Catholic High School in New Jersey. Tell them again. And Mary, shame on you. And school president Mary Whipke. I'm going to throw her under the bus because she denies any that race is an of issue course. at all. But in his... It's um, not, I'm not racist. I love those darkies. Uh, yeah, among <laughs> the issues cited for the, de- the decision are, quote, professional dress violations and, quote, this is my favorite, disrespect to the president after being questioned on your professional dress that is in his letter of being fired like that's what they for realsies yeah they just just made that up is that in his contract that that's what i would like to know yeah that's a very good question i don't think it said it it in his contract was the out of dress code on the field like what 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 were the circumstances because it all seems like bs to me And yeah, you're right. I don't know the circumstances. I don't know anything other than that. I apologize. Um, What I read about it didn't go into detail about what is in his contract or anything like that. Just that he gave uh, an interview to one of the local newspapers and said... It has to be about race. Well, shame yeah. on them. And I'd love to be able to bring him on the show for an interview sometime if we could work that yeah, out. Yeah, we're going to try to make that happen. Absolutely. All right. We got to go to break. We'll be back here on Necessary Roughness. This is Darvio the Kingpin Morrow. I want you to check out my new song, Unconditional, featuring Dan Smith. I'm not admitted. I know that I'm a harshest critic. I'm just trying to deal with it. I take it back because this ain't complicated. Yo, it's simple. We all looking for something no that's unconditional. Get unconditional now on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, Title, and all other major digital outlets from FCB Records. Hey, yo, welcome back to Necessary Roughness. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter at NRCLE and on Facebook at Necessary Roughness Radio. Don't forget to download the new app, fcbradio.com, available in your app store on iPhones and on the Play Store, which sounds a lot more fun, on Google, on the Android phones. Uh, and find us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and iTunes. So I'm going to throw this uh, segment over to Darvio. We're going to get into some basketball talk. You know, NBA, NBA playoffs are going on right now. Mm-hmm. So what's the lowdown, buddy? Yes, sir. My favorite sport. As a matter yeah. of fact, at the time that we are currently taping this, the Cavaliers are playing against uh, the Toronto Raptors on game one of their series. Um, this I feel like this is a much more favorable matchup for the Cavaliers than Indiana. Indiana has been tough. Mm-hmm. all year they were actually tough last year too even though we swept them those games were really really close so um this is a a much more favorable uh matchup as as we're talking they're down what five i think and yeah, this is five, a game yeah. that people were predicting they would get blown out so there's still enough time for them to get blown out and, but and even watching them play against indiana you could tell like I think Indiana was like holding last year in their mind. Yeah. Like, we're not going to let it because they were playing with so much grit and determination. Yeah. Oh, they I were mean, playing they wanted hard. it. Yeah, they really wanted it. Well, so. and that's the thing. When, when the Cavaliers, they don't respond well when they play, with, when they play against aggressive 
physically right like teams yes. that are very aggressive physically like in your face yeah. style. Yeah. they don't like that old school style of ball that we grew up with they don't play they don't respond very well to that right so they're with, sensitive <laughs> and they don't play defense with a team like toronto toronto i'm not saying they're not tough but they're not as tough as Indiana is. They're a better team than Indiana, but they're just not physically as, as physical, tough. Yeah. So the Cavaliers, as long as they make their shots, I just saw Kyle Corver miss a wide open three. That can't happen. But as long as you miss your as long as you make your shots, they should they should they should Witness, beat Toronto yeah. um pretty well. So uh we'll save our predictions. I'll go around the, the, the room first, but um, I'm, I'm looking forward to this series. So Christy. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I'll start watching. I'll start tuning in at game three. You know, the first two, it's kind of like, eh. but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the series doesn't begin until the, the, uh, like the, the way team wins. Game anyway. yeah. yeah. But, um, I think I can see what you're saying, um, and and it was the the series against Indiana was really difficult, and I could tell that the Cavs were getting really frustrated, which kind of their you know the Pacers were getting in their heads about you know stuff, and things were getting really physical and um, everything like that. And like Eric said, they don't they don't play defense, so that kind of hurts them. And there were a lot of really high scoring games too, so you could tell. I mean, it was just going Oladipo was just going shot for shot basically. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the Cavs will probably pull this one out, but I think for some reason they're extent, they're extending all of their series like, it almost looks like they're picking the games that they want to win because it, it feels to me like game to game. They don't even look like the same team. Like one day they're playing like sloppy seventh grade basketball. And then the next day they look like <laughs> the championship Cavs and it's like, okay. So like, did you just not want to win that last game? Like you didn't care about that no, one? Well, that's just like, taking off day. Well, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. And they're notorious so. for that. I mean, they they are a very herky jerky heckle and, and jekyll type. And I feel like they get a lot team. more press because like how many interviews were there with LeBron like you're down in the series, you know. And they never were they none. were never worried. They were never worried. Didn't seem like it. He wasn't. He's was like, "Well, it's I've I've had I've been in worse. I'm all right. So. Yeah, they were down 3-1 in the championship round. Right. So. so, yeah. So, we'll see. I think they'll come out on top, but I think it will probably go to at least six, maybe seven games. So. E, your uh, prediction, and then I'll give mine. Um, I, I was also going to say the same, six or seven, just because the, the teams in the league want to squeeze as much money out of the fans as they can. Yeah. yeah. Conspiracy theory, you go. Um, I mean, I don't really like Toronto. I don't like Lowry. I don't like DeRozan. I mean, I respect their game, but being a uh, Cavs fan and whatnot, I just don't like them. Um, let's just say Cavs in six. Uh, I am also going to say Cavs in six, um, but I will give a qualifier to that. Uh, if the Cavaliers win today, a game that they're theoretically not supposed to win. win. They just came off of a seven-game series, a grueling seven-game series. They've only had one day of rest. If they win this game, it could go five or even a sweep. And the reason why I say that is we already saw a little bit earlier the Cavaliers are in Toronto's head mm-hmm. mentally. Yeah, so yeah. when the game gets close – that's when Toronto has the ability to get into trouble. 
because they LeBron has been beating them handily for the last what three years yeah so he's like they're trying to slay the giant it's almost like the cavaliers in the 80s and 90s going up against jordan where we had teams that were really really good people forget that those that doherty price and nance teams Mm -hmm. those were really really good those were championship caliber teams we just couldn't get past michael jordan Mm -hmm. so now we have this era's michael jordan right so And other teams are looking at us the way that we looked at Chicago. So we're in Toronto's head. So if the Cavaliers win tonight, win game one, just to be specific, just in case you hear this uh, after the game, if they win game one, it could go five or sweep. If they don't, I expect the Cavs to win in six. I hope – I expect them to win this series regardless. I hope it doesn't go in seven, though. Because uh, that's just a lot on them to have to play another seven-game series. Mm. Now, the moving on to the next, the potential uh, matchup that we could have if we beat Toronto is um, Philadelphia and Boston. Now, they played their first game, and Boston beat the brakes off of <laughs> Philadelphia. Yeah. And that was not supposed to happen. Because Boston, uh, Philadelphia is more rested. Half of their team, half of Boston's team is hurt. <laughs> like they and and Philadelphia, the team that's supposed to be so scary, mm-hmm. got the brakes beaten off of them. Yeah. by Boston. Whoops. So that again leads me to believe if the Cavaliers can get through Toronto, they're going back to the finals. I think. I think so too. I'm not afraid of Philadelphia or Boston. And if Philadelphia can't beat a Boston playing a Boston team playing eight guys and Bob from accounting, they're they're gonna have a hard time beating LeBron James. Yeah. Only time will tell. I'd like to see that as a matchup. I think that'd be more of a tough matchup than you're willing to give it credit for if it was Who, a, Philly? Yeah. I think Philly would be I think every matchup the Cavaliers are having this year is a tough matchup yeah. based on the way that the team is constructed. But if they if they can't, if they struggle with Boston, like if Boston takes them six or seven games, they ain't gonna have no answer for LeBron James. Because right now, Philadelphia on paper, Philadelphia is a much better team than Boston, which has two of their big players out True. and their third player injured. Their third big, so their quote unquote big three mm-hmm. are all injured. See why I don't believe in paper? I'm just saying. Like it, it, it all is different <laughs> when it's on the field, the court, the when you're in it. So yeah, because um, you have that human element. I mean, the, absolutely. The, yeah, yeah. So every time, and yeah. that's that's the thing about this series too. A lot of people are saying that Toronto is better than the Cavaliers, and on paper, they are a better team. That's why I hate March Madness. I try, I try every year. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Yeah, what? I don't do it either. Oh, because it just ends terribly. Very, very terribly. We we all did a very, very poor job this year. I don't even bad. think I did one. Yeah. No, anyway. I tried. Hey, I got that address for Coco Bella Grill. Yes, really that we were supposed we to yes. bring up like 20 minutes ago. And I was right. It's Mill Road in Brexville. So be sure to check them out. Yes. Make sure y'all go check that out for real. Yep. And also don't forget to download the free. Let me put, say that again. Free 
the new fcbradio.com app, which features all of the shows from here at FCB Radio, um, FCB Radio Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the Todd Allen Show, you got the Outlaws Radio Show, Necessary Roughness, Views, Views from, from the, the 216, and you know where the Jeff Brown Show, you know. All quality shows, so give it a check out. And if you like the old school hip hop, the eighties and nineties, got the vibe radio station on there, spinning some good music. So can't miss on that. Who doesn't like that? Exactly. But we're gonna get out of here. We'll see you guys next week here on Necessary Roughness. Peace. Peace. The FCB Radio Network. First Class Broadcasting Worldwide.